Hey guys, Editor Joe here. I'm sorry to say that there are quite a few chunks of lost audio in this particular recording session, so this episode and the next one may have a larger than average number of visits from me, Editor Joe. I uh, wanted to apologize for that in advance. Fortunately, it didn't seem to cut out too much of any great importance, and I've tried to fill in as best I could uh, where that happened. Sorry again. Enjoy the episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Alchemist Club. I'm Joe, your dungeon master, joining me. Uh, this is Dave, I play Chad Fleet. Uh, Cahal, your resident dungeon apprentice, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I'm Waffle, and I play Tarjux. <clears throat> Who wants to give us a recap? Well, oh boy. <laughs> Uh, we turn turns out that uh, not only is the Agate Duchess one of the best characters ever, uh, but she's arranged for Falrock to be married. So that's just grand. And then we went around investigating the fires in Agaton. Uh, and we found out that there's a whole bunch of clues that we haven't been able to piece together yet. And we believe it has something to do with the Undercity. <laughs> and Probably. a light ale, I believe. Uh, yes, the wood was from a barrel that used to hold light ale. Like a, you know, a, a summer, something fruity. S- specifically, the only place in town that brews light ale is, uh, I was on the tip of my tongue and now it's gone. Is that an Alberic's place? Yeah, it's Alberic's place, but mule. I didn't want to just say Alberic's place. Laughing Mule. Right? Yes. Frosty well, Hilltop. It is indeed. No, Alberic runs the fainting goat. Fainting goat, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The dark ale is the last So, uh, the immediate last thing that happened was Farrakh took everybody back to his estate, which is not especially estateful. It's just kind of a house. I mean, the basement's very estateful now. <laughs> it looks great now. Yes. You could eat uh, off this basement. <laughs> Parajux cleaned the basement with wind from his magic dice. <clears throat> I should probably bring that set of notes up. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know it. Um, and then Falrock pushed the magic brick, magic, uh, the secret brick that opens up the passage to Agaton Under. It might be, it magic. be magic if you want it to be. Yeah. I don't know what the, uh, what the Donkles have in their house. That's up to Zachary. Well, my headcanon is that the, the brick is magic. All our faithful listeners, uh, go ahead and write in. Tell us whether or not this brick is magic. It'll uh, it'll be important during the resolution of the wedding arc. Okay, so it's very, very important to know that uh, this is one of two triggers to the uh, mechanical staircase dissension. All right? The one that I pressed is the magic one that's like the remote button kind of a thing. But there is a mechanical, like, press lever in one of the corners. <laughs> oh, like a man. Oh, it's- it's underneath uh-huh. Shakespeare's head. Well, because, like, if somebody dispels magic, then obviously you need a backup. <laughs> yeah, because magic's kind of finicky. <laughs> yeah, but this is the convenient one. Fair enough. Like, like, what happens if your remote is dead, you know? You gotta have a backup. Yeah, you gotta be able to unhook the garage door and lift it yourself. Yeah. Right. Or in this case, the, the stairwell. But you know what I'm saying. So, you're at the top of the... St- well, I think, I believe... Desmond fell down the staircase. Yeah, he was standing on it. Yeah. yeah he was right. mocking me that I didn't have a passage to the underway. Yeah, and then I literally fell in. I remember yep. that. Yep. 
Uh, so you're at the bottom of a staircase. Everybody else is at the top of a staircase. All right. I'm going to hold Ched's hand and close my eyes and <laughs> take a deep breath. And when I open them, we will be down in the Undercity where I, I do not have walls pressing down on all sides. I'll be the one to hold my eyes open so we don't both fall. <laughs> I was half tempted to trip you. <laughs> I, was, I was teasing. I was teasing him about not being a, a member of the Undercity, and he's like, "Well, obviously, I'm a member of the Undercity." <laughs> and then I fell in. I remember that. Yep. So, Terajux and Ched are standing at the top of the stairs. Terajux has closed his eyes and holding his breath. Okay, hmm. guys, you gonna go? I'm. I yeah. I, I said okay. I was leading him down. Oh, okay. I follow behind. I go afterwards. Okay. Terajax <laughs> kindly, yeah. kindly make a dexterity check. Oh, no. <laughs> I was told that we, didn't, we haven't rolled dice very much in the last couple of times, so here you go. Uh, is that a okay. check or a save? That's a check. <laughs> okay. Uh, there's a six. <laughs> you... Immediately, like on the first step, you trip. I'm a holding Ched's hand. Yeah, yeah, so now Ched needs to make a dexterity save. <laughs> nope, fall off the table. How steep are these stairs? 17 plus 2 is 19. Have you ever gone down a flight of stairs that you're not familiar with with your eyes closed, like in your life? <laughs> it's true. That's why I have this bird. Who <laughs> successfully manages to catch you before you take him and yourself tumbling all the way to the bottom. All right, so now I'm being carried over the threshold by Chet. Yeah, so Chet like, no! you up in a bridal lift. <laughs> I open one eye and go, oh, hey. <laughs> Never speak of this. <laughs> and I reach out and I just place one finger on his beak and I go... <laughs> Just let this happen. Okay. Carry him down the stairs. Gonna <laughs> set him unsurreptitiously down on the floor. You successfully reached the bottom of the stairs. Congratulations. You've solved my stairs puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're going to uh, an alchemist to investigate the uh, oil. Yeah. Yes. This stanky mushroom oil. And we also have some of those stanky mushrooms. Do you we know did. any alchemists? Any buddies of yours? I would know them. Uh, you are familiar with the location of alchemy locales in Agaton Under. Okay. Then I leave them them all in one place. So you uh, lead them through Agaton Under until you reach a shop that is surrounded by in what like, if it were above ground, it would have a pleasant garden full of wildflowers, but it instead has a pleasant garden full of mushrooms. Yeah. Nice. There's quaint. an elderly dwarven woman sitting outside also with a bucket, quaint. and she's, like, peeling the mushrooms. Huh. Shucking them? No, peeling them. <laughs> she, has, she has a knife, and she is carefully peeling, like, a thin strip of skin off of the caps of the mushrooms. Nice. Huh. What's she doing with the mushroom after it has been flensed? Uh, she puts the skin in a bag, and she puts the mushroom into a large barrel next to her. Okay. Okay. Not weird. Just alchemy things. Hashtag. I twirl, and I bow. She... Good day there, fellow. I, I don't speak dwarven, so this is, this is common. <laughs> Can I help you? Oh, uh, 
yeah, are you, I heard that you're an alchemist of some repute. Is that correct? I'm, I do a fair trade. I don't know about repute. Well, I was told that this is the place for fair prices and fairer looks. And I oh, give her a wind smile. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, we've come across some uh, strange uh, substances in our, uh, our vast travels in the above world. And uh, we were wondering if you could help us uh, suss out what some of these might be. We, we found things that are fungal in nature, and you appear to be well acquainted with uh, that particular um, kingdom of classification. Yeah, yeah. Let, let us let us sus. I'm more than happy to assist you. She turns to Falrock and says, Falrock, are these friends of yours? <laughs> yeah. I was wondering why we weren't letting Falrock talk. Because well, nobody because... did anything. <laughs> I am. I like to have Tarjax bumble through things. I am very impatient. <clears throat> yeah, let me tell you about my short friend. He knows his way around, and I'm totally lost. <laughs> I'm going to let you keep going. No, no, I'm good. I ain't a word. Uh, yeah, these are these are my friends. Uh, we're investigating the fires above ground and all that. And, uh, hmm. Came across some mushrooms that I don't believe should be growing up there, and uh, a strange oil at one of the places. We're hoping none of us are alchemists, so we're hoping to get a read on what these are. Well, uh, these are uh, the mushrooms that we grow for. She picks one up and like licks it. Yep, these are bread shrooms. Do they do they call them that because they taste like bread? We bake them into bread. Oh, now that makes more sense. <laughs> and then uh, this oil, whoever's got the oil, I guess I go. have it. Yeah. Whoever Someone. has it, just hand it over. Yeah, oil. She Annoying. pops the cork off the stopper. Uh, pops the cork off the bottle. She smells it. She sticks her finger in and licks it. <laughs> Uh, this is, uh, this is forge oil. Hmm. Yep. Are there, I, um, is it very I, I try to elbow, um, Falrock, but I'm tall, so it, like, bumps him in the ear. <laughs> yes, Tarajax. I guess it would be, like, the shoulder. I'd be like, is there, how many forges are there in this place? Because that's, like, I was under the impression there's a lot. 39. Yep. Gah. And that was because the fortieth one quit working years ago, <laughs> right? Right. So no, actually, only uh, thirty-eight are currently operational. There's do, one that needs a forge master. Forgot to carry the one. Uh, do you like different forges use different oils, or is there any way we could narrow that down? Be nice if each forge had its own like, <laughs> special brand of oil. <laughs> they, their own signature <laughs> blend. Yeah. Nope. Um, In fact, uh, this particular uh, oil. It is standardized throughout the town. Ugh, standardization. Well, um, the bread shrooms, they're growing above ground on one of the buildings that uh, burned down. So that's not normal, though, is it? They grow down here. They do. They grow in the fungus caverns. Right. So why, why would they grow above ground on a burned building, is my question. Hmm. Well, they are fairly flammable if they're not... Prepared correctly before baking. Mm. And she is forge oil made out of <laughs> mushrooms, obviously. I assumed. I just wanted to be sure. 
I didn't want to be like, oh, dwarves make everything out of mushrooms. I'm a human. (laughs) I'm I'm trying to be more open and welcoming. Is largely made from processed animal fat. I don't know. All right. Disclaimer to our listeners. (laughs) I don't know enough about the actual art of blacksmithing to know if this is correct or not, or if anything that I'm saying is even remotely accurate. Well, uh, But that's how it works in this world, so deal with it. Yeah, like, dwarves dwarves understand blacksmithing far better than our human listeners. But if any human blacksmiths feel the need to tell us, you can email us at... Yeah, feel free to correct me, but for (laughs) our purposes here today, for Doyle is a thing that exists and is made from animal fat. <laughs> we need, like, a dwarven seal of approval that's just a dwarf with a thumbs up, and it's like an emoji. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving back into game, forge oil is typically made from animal fat. Okay. What uh, what kind of animal? It's not species particular. A chungus. Oh, good. <laughs> <Soiling> cheese, <laughs> dwarf. <laughs> Chungus fat. <laughs> There's a lot of it on there. Um, okay, so I assume forage oil is also highly flammable because it's oil. Correct. All right. So yeah, how do we go about limiting this down at yes. all? Okay, right well, now, here's the interesting thing. Because so far, one place was attempted arson with kindling made out of the stuff, uh, mm-hmm. that barrel. Yep. Another place was apparently um, bread mushrooms, yep, or some like seed or funguses don't fungi don't have seeds, but um, some sort spores. of like fungal spore derived accelerant. And then <laughs> another enough. one was uh, forge oil. Yep, that was the first one. Is the fact that these bread shrooms they're flammable in a certain state is that common knowledge? Um, thing I mean, to the dwarves, at least, or the people who grow them know. People and who yeah. grow children, them. Children are generally warned about it so they don't start fires out in the mushroom fields. Okay, uh, but a dwarf would know. Yeah, yeah. but um, a human probably wouldn't even come across these kind of things. Yeah. No, I, actually, mm. yeah. Like, do they sell these anywhere on the surface to like the? dwarves that are up above and are like oh i need a taste of home i mean if they wanted a taste of bread shroom bread they could just come yeah down they could just come down. I, I guess that makes sense i'm just trying to think if there's any way that someone could have had a come into possession of these on the surface i have a question have the dwarves uh specifically own the forges been affected at all by the uh by uh, the militia in the current administration. Uh, you haven't gotten that impression, but you also haven't really asked about it. Yeah. Do do they provide what they make to the Haldrax? Or yeah, that, it's one of their main uh, sources of income, really, for above ground. Anyways, below ground is all the dwarven work, but then uh, above ground, that's why Aldrax is so interested. In Agaton's well-being and Agaton not being against them is because Agaton is a, a forge town and supplies a lot of the stuff for their army. Gotcha. Right. I don't know. And then to go back to Waffle's point, there's the three different uh, clues left over. And then there's the right. fourth one where we figured out the guy started it from a room above, up above the inn. Yeah. I don't think this is the same person. 
That's what I was kind of yeah. getting at. I feel Four like different the, there's, there's a group or something. Erratic. I think there is a, and I, I like huddle up away from this random alchemist and I go, mm. I think there's like a secret society or something that's like, some sort of like is, resistance group. Yeah, I, I think there's got to be like a tavern down here that is fermenting a um, a resistance that may or may not come with a compelling musical score. <laughs> <laughs> Red, the blood of angry dwarves. Because yeah, it, it's all over the place. Like there's no there's no method to their madness. They're just grabbing whatever is flammable and they are flaming things. Or. <laughs> they're seeing each other and copycatting or yeah or one inspires the next kind of i hadn't considered that yeah it's a good point well <sighs> weird i know not what, everyone what likes day is it right now i believe it's like afternoon midday okay because I, I need to buy everyone dinner and then i have a story that may or may not be why people are copycatting Ooh, but it's not something i'd like to talk about just out in the open fair enough um so. well yeah if you if you would prefer we find somewhere secluded and settle in for the evening um i feel like we've been investigating this arson thing for weeks <laughs> <laughs> so it's been less than a less than a day then the party continued discussing potential motives for arson and was unable to settle on anything conclusive. You didn't really miss much here. I know it might be a little irritating to miss out on that. I think that has the potential to backfire. Yeah. I was about to say, last thing we need is to end <laughs> Since up we've already been arrested the... for yeah. that time. Yep. <laughs> but it is an option. Well, let's get, uh, let's get some dinner at one of the, the bars down below here, and then we'll... Retire for the evening, back to my abode. Works for me. Lead the way. And I lead them to, I don't know, like, uh, Terran's Respite, I guess. That'd be one of the under, underground uh, inns, so. Splendid. You enter Terran's Respite. Um, and I guess you just get, like, a corner table or something? Sure. There or... are plenty of corner tables. The building is 70% corners. <laughs> just uh, octahedral yeah. in nature. <laughs> It, so, is, is there anyone typically in the Undercity that is not a dwarf, or like we really the only? You haven't the, seen any other non-dwarves. Yeah, I was under the impression that like most most non-dwarves don't get told about the uh, Undercity, and we're kind of an exception. Yeah, at least not here. In other places, it's a little bit more lax. Hmm, like okay. um, back in Jux, it's probably a little bit better, but with there all are Undercities being, in Jux. Yeah, the underway runs all the way into Jux. Oh. Huh. I never even considered it. Neat. Yeah, because there's, there's dwarven outposts in the Marble Mountains, too. Right, right. No, yeah. that makes sense now that you say it. Yeah, so, like, back there, it's, it's probably a little more well-known, but here it's, you know, kind of, sort of, enemy territory, so. Kind of, sort of. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I would drop the kind of modifier there, but yeah. Well, tenuous, yeah. I have yet to see anything from Aldrax that makes me go, huh, maybe I should rethink this. Size of their army, kind of, you know. Pretty, pretty solidly. <laughs> the size of Aldrax's army, yeah. Listen, Anyways. We, we beat him once, we can beat him again. So you have a story, you said. Follow yeah. Up. So my going to the Abbey was not really 
it, it was I chose to go there, obviously. But um, you remember the parable I gave you about how every donkey has the soul of a mountain? Nope. A while ago. <laughs> nope. No. Okay. No, no, I remember you. Yes. That's that religious stuff that just goes in one blue ear and out the other blue ear. You used the word parable and Desmond falls asleep. Well, the, the saying goes that all donkeys, soul of a mountain, the noble ones have you know, metal or gems and uh, they're meant to do great things at war or in the forge or with magic. And, well, uh, my mountain's got fire instead of any of all that. You kind of, I mean, you kind of miss that I glow. I, yeah, you, you swap shirts a lot. That's yeah. what I miss. <laughs> so, Granda told me the legend about a volcano, which is apparently a mountain that breathes fire and has more molten rock than solid rock at its core. Apparently that was a thing before the hatching. But I don't believe it. I, I mean, it, it's an apt parable. I'm, I'm going to let it stay. Apparently, I lean over and whisper in Judge's ear. It means it's not real, but it's supposed to relate to the real life. <laughs> <laughs> I... I guess, but why wouldn't you just use something from real life? Like the I don't, the I don't humor? know. It doesn't make any sense to me either. <laughs> I, I furrow my brows a little bit, but I'll listen. So the idea is that a volcano is catastrophically destructive if it's not taken care of. Apparently, oh, I like this parable now. <laughs> because the fires in the molten rock could either be used for creative purposes in dwarven forges, or they could be left alone and explode the mountain and destroy the countryside. Like a storm. And I'm I'm using thaumaturgy at this point to like do a minor illusion of like what a volcano looks like. The party did some more nonsense before Falrock moved into his backstory proper, wherein he came upon soldier or soldiers in Aldraxan uniforms picking somebody up off the street. Picking somebody up off the street? And so I figured there was something wrong, followed them, and found out that there were three Aldraxan slavers that were just... So he burnt them to death, the slavers, not the people they were trying to capture, because Falrock couldn't stand the sight of somebody being forced into slavery. I have a sneaky suspicion. (laughs) I create water. It just, like, Here the party was just reacting to what they thought Falrock did. Nobody was particularly upset with him for, you know, killing some slavers. Slavers on fire. Woe unto those who would cage the wind. There is literally nothing more honorable than what Falrock did. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, but at the same time you can see that that's what started the closer watch of Aldrax here. And then six months ago something else happened that somebody thought they should try happen. and imitate me. And then some other idiots got it in their heads that they could do that too. So if there's copycats to be done, I'm the one they're trying to copy, and that's not that does not make me comfortable. Aldrax was gonna tighten the noose anyways. It's their way. It's how they do. They're never satisfied with some control. They have to take everyone's freedoms. So how how long ago was it when you left for the Eversea? Uh Three years, eight months, seven days. <laughs> three hours, so you think, 15 minutes. <laughs> so you think three years later, 
Yes, and nothing's happened uh, for them, and then suddenly they're like, hey, remember to, that? you got to remember, for tor- to dwarves, time moves differently. Yeah. Like, I, I just, there's got to be, like, a tipping point, or something has to have happened mm-hmm. recently. Like, there's I, something happened six months ago to start this. I agree. When did your grandfather die? Six months ago, and I'm really hoping it's unrelated. Now, now my next question is, are they imitating you, or are they trying to draw you out, or frame you, or something like that? I, I don't. But okay, trying? but Falrock's Forge hasn't been involved in this. Mm-hmm. That's if true. If they were going to frame, honestly, if they were going to frame a dwarven forge master, it wouldn't be that hard. Like they have very recognizable tools and well, a very recognizable location. And to be frank, I was never a forge master. I was an apprentice, and I'm I'm decent. But well, you're like a forge master now. No. <laughs> don't you own a forge? Have it, you been practicing the last like year? No. Your, your little portable <laughs> forge. No. <laughs> that little anvil you you keep uh, slung around your back and hanging from your uh, your beard. It's I thought it was what? I thought it was jewelry, but maybe you know it was a portable forge. Have you been hallucinating, Chet? I don't. I don't have one of those. <laughs> Chet has never seen a forge before. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I haven't. You could point at an oven, and I would think it was a forge. <laughs> I mean, what is an oven if not a forge for bread? True. Mm. Mm. Speaking, but language. I would not. I would not be able to spot the difference between the two panels. <laughs> right. It's the same picture. The same picture. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, I am technically the owner of Three Forge, but right. I hesitate to call myself its master because you haven't tamed it yet. Well, and Throvac is a lot better at forging than me, and he's been taking care of it while I've been away. So, anyways, my my point was, um, if this was like some sort of revenge scheme against our good buddy Falrock, it seems clumsily executed. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's who no... else? Who else could have known about what you did besides your grandfather? Oh, the people I saved, probably. Amber knew, but I doubt she's. She's not the type that would. I don't know. She's like suspect number one in my eyes now. She she would not endanger Agaton like that. She does seem kind of boring and responsible. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays, sure. Back, back when. Did she also kill slavers? No, not not your kind of exciting good gods. So, if they were trying to frame you, who would benefit from you taking a fall? for something like this? Would there be someone trying to get their hands on your home or on the forge? Like I'm thinking if any, if anyone was trying to get to me, they'd just be taking the fact that I'm not, I was not here. So there was never a person to be like, Oh yeah, it's that guy. He's the one that can sprout fire from his hands. So I, I don't think these people are trying to lay blame to me or frame me. I think they were just doing what I did because it didn't turn out terrible. People were okay. Yeah. Well, except the slavers, but, you know. Well, they're not people. I, the Abbey opened my eyes as to what is a person and what's not, so, you know. Yeah, that I had that same revelation early on in my life. I don't think you did, but... I think you had it just now when you <laughs> for uh No, for it's just, is. I think my revelation was like... Oh, you're a people! <laughs> Oh, no, 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 I'm saying that, uh, you know, people who take others' freedoms aren't people. Or, you know, not really. 
I'm inclined to agree that this is a collection of different people. May or may not be working together. But I'm inclined to think that they're all amateurs who did it once and thought, oh, well, couldn't turn too bad. Except for whoever burned down the Frosty Hills out. That seems far too intentional. Well, and that was a, a dwarven tavern, right? Well, whoever it was bought a room. They didn't just light it on fire from the outside. I suppose, yeah. Was your grandpa a uh, strong source of dwarven leadership in this town? Like, would people rally behind him? I mean... Like, maybe Aldrox is... I don't know. Maybe this is a, is a, a silly conspiracy theory, but they're, like, setting their own fires. Maybe accidentally killing people so that they can... Strengthen I their mean, influence here. Aldrax would kill their own if it would give them an advantage every time. That's okay, like the war this doctrine. Like, this feels like it would be a waste of manpower is the thing. Just to get more... Because like they, they yeah. started sending more and more people the more and more fires were set. Mm. Question. Did the owner of the Frosty Hilltop die in the fire? He was the only dwarven casualty, yeah. Of course. Mm. Mm-hmm. Take it like a ledger or I mean, something didn't survive that we could see. But I mean, the Frostbeards, a... there's more Frostbeards around town. We could go try and visit them. I'm inclined to speak with Alberic first, since well, that's the most so, recent. Um, I mean, the innkeeper there wouldn't have been the only dwarf working that day. Like, they would have, there would have been like a wait staff or something. Yeah. Someone who might remember a shifty individual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good lead. Um, so game plan. Done a lot of speculating, gesticulating, yes. contemplating. Uh, some of us are Nables, Desmond. Um. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> so we need to, I think first and foremost, um, try to hunt down some survivors from the... Uh, the fire that had um, the most foresight put into it. I think mm-hmm. that's an interesting path. We need to. God, I hate. I don't want to rule might out need to that. Divide and con- conquer here. Disagree. Should we set up a watch as well, just so we can catch maybe a future fire? I yeah, think we, we could do something. I think like that, that would be difficult to do because we don't really have. I mean. I don't think there was any, uh, besides there being a pl- places where there were a lot of Aldrax, there wasn't any. Yeah. Like, could we cover enough ground to even catch someone? No, not I don't really. think so. Uh, we've got yeah. eyes guy. We've got a tracker. The problem is we only have one dwarf. It's, we can't, we need a, at least a dwarf party member in each split party. So we can't yep. split also, we also can't be out at night or back in the we cells. We can't be out at night. The more we split our party, the less legitimacy we have. Like, if one yeah. of us kind of creeping around, even with papers, that's going to look really shifty. Yeah. Uh, okay. So how... What if someone comes with me and we go speak with Alberic because his, his, wood was, his barrel wood was used in the latest fire, the most recent. I think that's oh. our freshest lead. And then uh, whoever's got the papers, the other three should go look for the Frostbeards and try and speak with them about what happened that night. Because with the papers, you've got legitimacy, and you can say, you know me, of course. But 
Okay. I feel like that's our best way to split right now because there's too many forges to go be talking about who's missing oil from Yeah, six no, the oil thing is, I think that's a dead end as far yeah. as we know it came from a dwarven forge, presumably, but mm. I don't think we can track it down any further than that. Also, just to clarify, pretty much everybody break, bakes bread shrooms bread, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I assume okay. it's pretty common. So, it's a staple. Again, it... All because it does that, is I think it tells it's... us that it came from dwarves, not mm-hmm. which dwarf. Yeah. yeah. Right now, every well, dwarf in town could be a suspect. My other point is that it likely came from an inn. Right. So if there's someone who's connected between both Albrecht's inn and uh, the Frosty Hilltop, that would be a very interesting connection. And I want to emphasize now, if we find that there is some sort of dwarven copycat thing or militia or whatever, <gasps> we definitely keep this under wraps. Aldrax mm-hmm. doesn't have to know about any of it. Yep. Because this will be the excuse they want. We take it to the Agate Duchess and we let her take care of it. Because she will handle it. Yeah, she seems to have uh, things figured out. More so than I would like sometimes, but yes. <laughs> Gang, what's up? I'm sure your wife to be is very nice. Oh, don't get me wrong, but I is hmm, I did not earn the right to ask her to marry me, which is I'm not gonna look a gift horse in the mouth, but <laughs> that's a really weird way to talk about your future wife. <laughs> <laughs> Just say it. Well, you and I are gonna have to sit down and talk about marriage and like being married to things because I've done that and you really need to need to think about it before you continue. Desmond, tell me about your wife. Uh, you just, you, you like zoom in on his face and then you see like the background change to like the roaring ocean waves. (laughs) (laughs) And then it pans back out and is like another time. (laughs) Uh, Just making notes real quick here. I think I heard a buoy ding. <laughs> the sound of seagulls wheeling in an open sky. Yep. All right, let's split the party. All right, who's coming with me? I guess I could. What What do we need from each of these endeavors? Like, we need me on one side and someone yes. with the papers in the other. Also, yes. Papers, um, please. Desmond seems to be awful attached to the papers. Yeah. No. Fire They're Marshal Desmond is. Uh, <laughs> Outstanding. I don't know what kind of legitimacy that gives us if Desmond's holding the papers, but moist legitimacy. <laughs> he is the least likely person to set fire, so they're laminated. <laughs> I guess I'll go with Falrock. All right. But or actually, wait. Who's going to talk in the other group? Good I question. just realized. I think that that's an interesting quandary we should let happen. Hmm. Wait. I just. Are we talking to someone down here still? I don't know. Like, is the, the, is the uh, Albrecht guy, is he down yeah. here or? No, he'd be at the end. Oh, great. Terra- okay. Does Terrajux have a dwarven persona? Not yet. Uh, no, that would be, that'd be silly. I, I'm tall. <laughs> He's not going to get down and walk on his I'm knees. I'm incredibly tall you, compared you, to a dwarf. I didn't know if you had like some like makeup or like you had like, really dark look, pants yeah, or something. Makeup cannot fix six foot two. <laughs> a half door. <laughs> yeah, you could be a. Is that a thing? 
<laughs> you don't think so? You could be like one sixty fourth dwarf, right? Where you still get the casino money, <laughs> forge money. <laughs> Good lord! Um, this is where we I go. don't have a dwarven persona, but this uh, this venture has made me think that I need probably like a mineral prospector. Like a oh, a no. real rough outdoors oh, no. frontiers no. type. No, no. <laughs> uh, a real gas kind of uh, <laughs> There goes our legitimacy. Yep. Gold. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, okay, I'll, I'll be working on go. that one. Let's go. <laughs> yes, let's leave. Onwards and upwards and out of this coffin. dingy cave. Please. You no offense. <laughs> Falrock, wait, wait, wait. where where would we find the uh, the frostbeards? Good question. We should probably ask. We're right here at one of the other inns, yeah. so we can ask them. Anybody know where the frostbeards are now that their inn's gone? There are a handful that live. I mean, they run another inn down here as well. Yeah. Mm, well, then let's head there. I'd say. All right. Then I'm already like milling around. Trying to find an exit to the surface, but like I'm, I'm totally lost. So this way, <laughs> I'm trying to like follow the drafts. I'm like wind, take me skyward. <laughs> okay, so Falrock points uh, half the party towards the uh, the underground frosty hilltop, and then takes Terajux by the elbow. I guess like, that would be the frosty yeah. hill bottom, wouldn't it? No. and guides you guides you back to the Falrock estate (laughs) who would like to go first I I think the fire marshal department should uh, should definitely spearhead this the Agaton volunteer fire department (laughs) yep (laughs) do you have your badge at the, the underground version of the frosty hilltop do you have your badge on and everything, Desmond? Like, yep. Has he taken it off? <laughs> like, straighten your so jacket. It's sewn into my pants, like yeah. my shirt. You enter the tavern. It's fairly busy. There are three dwarves kind of manning the bar. Dwarfing the bar. Dwarves can be men waffle. <laughs> manning the bar. <laughs> and there are a handful of other customers uh, scattered about. Uh, it looks like there's a darts competition currently underway. How many? What's the maximum occupancy in this room? <laughs> <laughs> they have a very clearly posted, like you have in all those signs, where yeah. uh, it, it has the maximum occupancy and um, number of exits, that sort of thing. Yeah. And they're well under under their maximum occupancy. You don't even worry. Fire escape no route fire hazards here. But is there an escape route posted? Yeah. They've got yep. the little signs up and everything. Yep. So I, I walk up to the bar and it's like, uh, show them my papers. I'm like, I am a volunteer fire marshal Desmond. Uh, I was here to inspect your 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 establishment. It looks like uh, everything appears to be in order. You're under occupancy and you have your um, you have your uh, fire fire ex- code. And I just need to ask you a few questions. The dwarf behind the bar just kind of blinks at you. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. Right, Terry Jux, you're gonna have to give him the detail. I'm not with you. He's not here. <laughs> he looks at an open space next to it, <laughs> expecting Terry Jux. But but like, there's enough of 
for a brief moment, the wind kind of like <laughs> half-heartedly swirls. Yep. <laughs> and way like a mile away, you see Tarjuk's like trying to maneuver. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, Desmond. <laughs> I wasn't there in your hour of need. You see the, the anime like uh, quotation marks where your body should be? <laughs> <laughs> like a, a I, dotted line. Yeah. I step right. up to the other side of Desmond. Take oh, a okay, deep good. sigh. <laughs> <laughs> the the Duchess of Agaton has uh, given us uh, has charged us with investigating and finding who's responsible for the fi- for the fires, and we know the Frostbeards were the first to uh, be targeted. Wait, or sorry, the third, the last to be targeted. Sorry. Right. Yeah. Oh yes, the fire on the. Uh the upper part of the tavern. Tragic, really. Um, Were you there? No, no. um, I'm afraid that um, I need to think of a daggum name for this dwarf now. (laughs) Uh, Bruno. No, his name is not Bruno. No! (laughs) Slater. His name was Dedrum Frostbeard. Okay. And, uh, Oh, yeah, Dedrum was the only one uh, working that night, unfortunately. The curfew was already in place, so we didn't really need more than one person manning the bar, as the only real occupants would have been Aldroxan soldiers who don't have to listen to the curfew. Did he recognize? Do you recognize everybody that was in the bar that night? I would have no way of knowing that. Yeah. De- Dedrum was the only one there, and he died. Conveniently. Oh, that's that's right. Oh, that was the first one. What? How uh, was there anyone else that was working at the inn that perhaps during the day that that we can find and speak to? Dedrum was the only one up there the whole day, as far as I know. Did your family have any enemies? I mean, there's always a bit of friendly competition between the various bars, but nothing worth arson. Yeah. Good. <laughs> we can rule that out. <laughs> Jeez. What else? Well, this is not helping. Do you Please. have any, do you have any idea why your the, the frosty hilltop would have been targeted? Other than it was a, a favorite haunt of soldiers? I can't think of any other reasons than that. You hear lots of talk i'm sure as an innkeeper and bartender based on the things that you you've heard the past three four five months among your uh your customers and your patrons what what do you think happened what do you think is going on with this string of arsons i think somebody's real fed up of aldroxan occupancy and right so trying to do something about it so the the main people you serve at this bar are mostly the soldier type, is that right? This well, at that bar, the bar is underground. <laughs> at that, the one that's above us, it's right. Yeah. After the curfew went into place, that's those are really the only that's really the only customers that any of the bars get. A lot of them just close down after curfew starts now. Did uh did anything happen in the city right before the first fire? Was there uh? Was there a change in a, a law? Was there a crackdown of any sort that would have incited this sort of? Violence? Not particularly. It was There's no motive. 
right after old Flint died, as I remember, but Aldrox didn't do anything out of the ordinary. Yeah. Do you know what happened to Flint? Died in his sleep, as far as I know. Who was he? Flint uh, was Aldrox's grandpa. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Hmm. Flint Rock. Oh, oh. Flint Dunkill, thank you. Dawn Rock. No. <laughs> the Dawn. <laughs> Rock kill. <laughs> <laughs> what do uh, most dwarves think of that you hear that have come to the inn recently? What do they think of the fires and what's been happening? Uh, I'd say it's split pretty evenly between people who are happy to see the Aldroxans burn and people who want them to just leave well enough alone or it's only going to get worse. Even though a, a dwarf was killed in the process? Well, I... I imagine that whoever's setting the fires is probably getting a little less concerned about civilian casualties. And justify the beans type type person. Who who has the most to gain from the Aldroxans leaving? Amber. I mean, technically, yes. The the Duchess herself would be the undisputed ruler of the town from there on out. Um, so right. Mm-hmm. But the Dwarven city, the Undercity as a whole, would be better off without them, as they are getting a bit oppressive. Right. He says very mildly. Yeah. <laughs> just a little bit of oppression. Yeah, just, no, just, no. Just a touch. Can't, can't go outdoors at night? No. I don't, have a, I don't have a bedtime. You can't tell me when to go to bed. Fuck you. <laughs> That's do oppressive. You, do you know of anyone or any... Uh, family that is that you've heard talking a lot about the the fires, or anyone that might be able to help give us more information. I'm afraid I I can't really help you with that, friends. I'm just a, a barkeep. Resignedly well, begins polishing a glass. <laughs> well, guys, I've got nothing. Yep. About fresh out. The only uh, thing I the only thing I can think of is maybe we should visit the Duchess again. I want to yeah. inspect his uh, fire exits in the rear, and then we can leave. Uh, the only thing I could think of is to try. I want to make sure you get enough clearance around the the back exits, and then we'll be okay. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, and everything is up to code. And in fact, most of the buildings down here are made of stone, and, and therefore fly. not flammable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, that does not matter to Desmond. In the I flight. know. <laughs> Right, I feel like I uh, actually accomplished something, and with the sense of pride and accomplishment, I leave. We, we, we gained nothing for our investigation. But. I, I made I made sure this bar was up to code. I don't know what you guys were doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we comic book transition over to Farak and Terajux and Chad? Question mark. What? No, I was at the bar. You're at the other group. Okay, yeah, just Terajux and Farak then. So I've I've been doing that thing where I like I'm trying to bring up uh, the incident where he immolated slavers, but tactfully, and it's not going well. <laughs> so you remember that time you burned three guys to a crisp? <laughs> so I just like so up slavers. They're no, bad people, ain't they? Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Are there any other topics of conversation you'd like to have right now, Tarjax? No. You know, Falrock, I'll be honest, I've got kind of a one-track mind when it comes to that kind of stuff. Hadn't noticed. <laughs> I just, you know, 
It keeps me up at night sometimes. You, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have asked what, but what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like probably what he did. People being, you know, held down away from the open air and the skies and the music and the freedom. Doesn't it get I mean, to you? Just music knowing? and freedom are still very much available underground or on the ground. I'm speaking metaphorically. Your your undercity is very nice. It's not for me, but I recognize that, you know, it seems like a good place. Not like this crappy above city. <laughs> full of, again, oppressive Aldroxians that would like to put the entire world in as small of a box as they can fit it and sit on top. Anyways, how long have you known this uh, this guy we're going to see? Albrecht? Yeah, yeah, we've been friends for, uh, I guess, going on 60 years-ish? 62, wow. maybe? I mean, since we were real little. We grew up together. Yeah, so you gotta know, like, everything about him. And he knows just about everything about me. Nah. You think I've he's involved in this? Certainly hope not, but it's been on my mind since we found the, the making of that fire, so... Well, I guess we'll find out. How? Sure. <laughs> you arrive at the uh, fainting goat. There are handfuls of dwarves inside. Albrecht is behind the bar, polishing a glass. Albrecht. Farrakh, you're back. Yep, yep. You got a sec. I got kind of an odd question here. Sure, sure. He sets the glass down and nods at picks uh, up another one and starts <laughs> <laughs> he builds a fort out of glassware <laughs> uh, he nods at a, a burly dwarf uh, sitting next to the door who gets up and walks behind the bar and picks up the glass that Albrecht was polishing <laughs> no. No. these things are important very important and uh, Albrecht gestures for you to join him in the kitchen Okay. Uh, whereupon he shoes out another burly dwarf who is cooking. Starts so, polishing the ladle. <laughs> picks up a glass. <laughs> so, Albrecht, um, we've been commissioned by the Duchess to uh, look into the fires. And turns out the failed attempt that was most recent. Uh, whoever started it was using wood from your barrels. Oh, um, how about that? And he <laughs> visibly pales. <laughs> Albrecht. Oh my god. <laughs> it's that easy. God, I was so ready to like verbally spar. <laughs> he got a four on his deception. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think you should make, sure, make a roll for step. Just <laughs> <could> fail. <laughs> I I imagine that Farak, who's known Albrecht for sixty plus years, is, can probably tell when he's lying. That's true. How strange! Now, like this was too oh. easy. So now I'm on guard. Like he's covering for someone. This is a trap. This is a ploy. He's bluffing. Here. You're next leveling him. Yeah. <laughs> Albrecht, what's been going on? Like, this is what I would do. Nothing. I've, nothing's been going on. Oh, look, is that? <laughs> I think a large crowd just 
came into me and I have to go. I have um, to go. Uh, what kind of check do I need to make to keep him in this room? I um, There's a door, right? Yeah. Like, which we're um, closer to than him. I yes. use gust and I slam the door. Okay. I don't, I don't get up. Like, I don't move. The door just slams on its own. And he pulls up short and just, like, starts wringing his hands. Look. Tell me the whole thing, Alberic. Just lay it on me. Okay, so after your grandpa died, your uncle got real sick and tired of, well, he's been sick and tired of the Eldroxans for a long time, but your grandpa was always telling him, no, we can't instigate anything, we just have to let it ride out, otherwise they'll send him more people, and it turns out he was right, of course, but the point is that your uncle got real upset about it, and then your grandpa died, and he wasn't there to be a moderating influence anymore, so he was like, all right, we got to do something about these Eldroxans, and then we, so he went around town, and he asked all those people who wanted to stand up with him, and uh, nobody said anything out loud, of course, because we didn't want to get anybody in trouble. But then afterwards, a whole bunch of people joined up to meet with him. And uh, we've been burning down buildings ever since under his leadership because we don't really like these guys and we want to get rid of them. And everybody's upset about the occupation, even though your grandpa said we should really just uh, keep calm on it. And how long are you guys going to make me keep this up? <laughs> Travic, then. Travic started I'm, I'm nodding. Yeah, so he just... Like it all comes spilling out. I, I place a hand on his shoulder and I go, How on earth did you make it this long? Like, how have you guys been able to cover this up when it, it was this easy? How has an Aldraxian not broken you like an egg? Because Aldroxans wouldn't know the difference between light and dark ale if you gave them a 30-minute lecture on it. <laughs> You're absolutely right. They're so dumb. <laughs> Town checks and suspicions are immediately... <laughs> I'm just, just like, like oh, right. well, yeah, no, suck. I'm already like, this is really hard because I'm sort of on their side. Like, yeah, arson's an acceptable way to deal with Aldrax. But, like, I recognize that it's complicated and I wish it wasn't. <laughs> Also killed a dwarf in the pot process. That's what I don't like. Yeah. Um, well, it, it's a I little mean, cowardly. He was Dedrum volunteered to do that. Wait, what? So Dedrum started it. He was the one that started the fire. Ah, uh, he's just a really bad fire maker. Is like, is he really I bad, or know. is he that zealous? Yeah, he was, yeah just like that right, good. too good. <laughs> like he was willing to kill himself. In a well, pretty gruesome odd. way, like like dying from in a fire is not a good way to go. Can confirm. He's probably keeping people in. So who else is involved? Yeah, who who else are we talking here, Alberic? Like <coughs> list as many names as you got, or just write them down or something. You know, he no, well, he doesn't write it down because he's not very good at skullduggery, but he knows that's like writing things down is not a good way to go about it. Um, so he, he lists about 20 townsfolk, including a couple mushroom farmers, a couple wow. forge people, etc. I turn to Falrock and I just raise one eyebrow and I say, all right, so the other option we have here is we could try to convince everyone else to join up and help fight off Aldrax. Send this place to war. Yeah. That's what you're talking about. I mean, it just said, like, 20 people's a lot. Yeah, it's not the whole town. Okay, well, maybe, like, maybe we don't do it right away, but, gosh, I wonder if Jux would get involved. Aldrox would be a pretty nice uh, 
location to include in the Empire, don't you think? Like, I'm not going to entertain that idea right now. Agaton, Agaton would be a good... Agaton. Yeah, it's a good, a good place. I mean, I don't like the guards here much, but... Because the, the guards you've met are all Draxon. Exactly. And this would be a fix for that. Taradrax, we're halfway across the continent from Jux, the closest Juxon border. Right, right. And I'm saying, what I'm saying is there's a lot of people here, 20 it sounds like, probably more, that actually didn't like join up. They're like, yeah, that was a good idea. That's a lot of people. You know, it'd be a shame to just arrest them all. <laughs> Are you saying that the... The prisons aren't big enough? <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, maybe we could give them something to look forward to instead of this in hell bleak, <laughs> endless oppression of Aldrax. We could be like, hey, how about you guys stop burning stuff down and we'll start talks with Jux and see if we can figure something out. I'm just curious what power we have to get to cause a war between. Aren't you wanted in Jux? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know that Jux is a better place, but Fall Rock, I'm wanted everywhere <laughs> in different ways. But that's not. God damn it, Chair Jux. <laughs> Albrecht snorts. <sighs> I'm just saying that the the Jux Aldrox War Part Two is coming. I have witnessed firsthand the fervor with which it is being prepared for on one side, at least. Um, and it sounds like there's been a lot of weapon orders recently on this side. So there's always um, been a lot of weapon orders. Yeah. Like swords don't go bad. Like, they, they're not bread. Eventually you will have You've enough. You've never sword. had mushroom bread. <laughs> Eventually, the mushroom bread starts growing other bread shrooms. Exactly. (laughs) That's a beautiful cycle. That's how they farm it. They just throw a loaf into like a (laughs) compost. Well, actually, Albrook says the spores are heat activated. Interesting. That would explain why we found mushrooms after the fire. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, no, you... Yeah, um, found all of it, Albrook. Your your whole camaraderie here thing, it's very sloppy. Um... For Joel on the first one. I have some complaints about your methodology. We're honest folk. This sort of yeah. thing doesn't come naturally to us. You really need a dishonest person when you're doing this kind of stuff. And that's why I'm volunteering to lead the rebel. <laughs> yep. God. We need Look, Falrock, all I'm saying is, like, here and now, you have a choice to make regarding the future of your city. And... I just want you to know that I support you either way, but I think there is one option that is way cooler. And I think that's where we will stop for now. Thank you for joining us. This has been another exciting Alchemist Club adventure. I've been Joe, your dungeon master for the evening. Uh, Christopher, where can our podcast be located? Our our podcast can be located (laughs) on the internet. Our podcast. Our podcast. We found on the interwebs. Search for us on iTunes, Google Play, uh, Stitcher, and um, on Podbean as well. Zachary, hit him with the socials. Uh, We're on Twitter at Alchemist underscore Club. And joining us for this adventure, we have Uh, Daniel playing Ched Fleek, and he does not manage the email because he would never check it.
Next. Followed by playing Desmond. playing Desmond. <laughs> I'm Zach, and I play Falrock, the, the Twitter mechanist. I'm Matt, and I play Leolin. I don't do anything, but my wife made the art. <laughs> we appreciate it. <laughs> I'm Waffle, and I play Tara Jux. Thanks for joining us.